we'll kick it off at the three minute mark. <laughs> All right. Oh boy. All right. <clears throat> What's up? I escape here bringing you AOK Radio, signing on for another special dose of escapism into pop culture. So let's escape together. Today is, well, it's been a long time coming. We finally have the life of an average Joe's host, Brandon. We finally got him back on the podcast I, I know it's been a while and and you know what i i should have looked i should have gone back and researched when was the last time i was on here and quite frankly i don't even remember that's how long it's been but i am uh super excited to be back i'm super excited about this conversation this is great oh yeah yeah it's been a hot minute um for the AOK listeners out there if you aren't aware usually most of the time we are doing projects together usually it's on like wisdom or i'm on his uh podcast so i've you know in between all that we started to realize oh man you haven't been on my in my neck of the woods for a while let me let's switch things around (laughs) and get that started (laughs) i know and it feels different it's cool because it's not my show so i can just kind of kick back and just enjoy the ride so i'm excited about that yeah buddy so for today's episode this is a part three of a series we started over on um, Brennan's podcast, the life and uh, the life of an average show. There we go. My tongue was like all over the place. Ew, pause. That didn't sound right. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, maybe this is why I haven't been out in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Let me. Uh, ooh, let me restart then. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. Part one was on his podcast. Uh, we did part two on uh, the Wisdom app, and now. Like I said before, we're over in my neck of the woods. So today's episode is talking a bit more in depth about our uh, book series. So that's been pretty much the kind of mini series we've been doing. Uh, Just the first episode kind of just talking about introducing our uh, books, uh, how the process was going. Uh, The second episode was getting more into that. We had updates like by the second episode I had published... I believe both of my books. I and think then, so. I think so. Yeah. And then we got to see, hear more about uh, your progress and how you're going to be kind of basically doing the same thing. If I remember correctly, like you have the one book coming out soon. And then what was it? A couple months later, you, you're going to release the second. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got in just a mere couple weeks before the end of the month here, going to start my little, quasi book tour and um then i'm the the game plan is within by springtime and which is just around the corner let's say but let's say summer let's be realistic let's say summer uh the second book will be out because the second book is done i haven't done a, a a final read through on it yet and I'm sure I'll change a few things, but I'm not. I am not sitting here and nitpicking like I did on the first book. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt like it flowed very well. The vibe of the book is still this, you know, it's still me, but it's a very different tell, uh, very different. I not tell tale, I should <laughs> say. So, um, <clears throat> so I'm excited about that. And that'll be, you know, going into the summer and, and then we'll figure out the third book after that, which I haven't started. The third book is all notes, just random notes uh, everywhere. I mean, I know what I'm going to do with it. I don't quite frankly, I think the third book for me is going to be very little 
source material written down, meaning I'm not going to have, I'm not worried about the notes. I'm not worried about what I have written down. I think it's strictly going to be from my head onto the pages. Ooh, that's actually how I usually write too. And it's, it's fun. It's, it's nice having that kind of difference where sometimes you just go off of notes, you write ideas in general. And other times you just, have the imagination just running wild <laughs> yeah yeah you know with the first book it was it was a lot of everything there was a lot of notes there was a lot of because it it was a, it was a big time span it was a big mm -hmm. you know years and, and all that and my memory is good but there's certain instances of that are in that book that i that i had to reference i even went back and watched video because some of the stories and things i talk about i have on video so i oh, went back and good. watched yeah it was kind of cool the second book really wasn't that many notes. There were, there were some dates that I had to write down. I had to research for the, for the flow of the book. I wanted the dates to be there. But for the most part, it, it was very more emotional. So it, it came from, you know, my head. And then the third book, I think that'll be pretty easy. I have very, I, I don't think, I, there's not going to be anything. I, I, I'll be shocked. There might be a couple notes that I have just because there may be fun, you know, little stories or things like that. But I got to be honest with you. I think it's all just going to come from my head. Man. See, that's impressive being able to do that and have it just flow. Cause you can get in that zone and it just, it, there's something just special about it. So I'm actually really glad you brought that up with your third book. So that is the, I forgot if I said it already, but that is the main theme of this episode. So by the way, guys, if you haven't, uh, listened to part one and part two the links will be in the show notes so you can check out um, more of our previous discussions where we talked about the books that we were currently working on or that are already published or are soon to be published and uh, this so this will be the future projects uh, so it's important to have these types of plans, I think, because we can't move forward if we don't lay the foundation first, right? So here it is. Well, partly. It's important to consider these things so we keep exercising our brains, get those gears lubed. And wow, they didn't sound right either. Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm just all over the place today. It's a, it's after hours with Nick Luck here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as the sun goes down, it's after oh, wow. hours. As soon as the sun goes down, Nick goes down. <laughs> That's perfect. <yo. laughs> oh, man. So, so, uh, so uh, with the, so the three books you have planned for the Life of an Average Joe uh, book series. And then I remember we did talk about two other projects you had in mind, too. So for the AOK listeners, what are those? And have you have has there been any updates since we last spoke about it? So, you know, stepping away from the Life of an Average Joe series, not the podcast, but the series, mm -hmm. the three book trilogy, if you will, um, <clears throat> which I really think, in my opinion, and I'll talk more about this when, when they're all out. But I think in my opinion, it's kind of like the three pillars, the three major pillars of my life, like looking back at it, you know, you have the first book, the life on average Joe, my life behind bars, obviously working in the bars, working in the clubs, working in the service industry since the age of like, you know, 15, whatever, 14, depending on when you look at it. 
mm-hmm. all the way up till a mere three years ago, that is a big chunk of my life. Then you have the the you know the love life of an average Joe. Well, obviously, relationships, uh, mm-hmm. marriage, all that huge chunk of my life. Then you go into the third one, you know, toy cars and the nightstand, the life of an average dad. Well, that's where I am right now. That's that's me. I'm just a dad trying to do the best I can. So those are very like, they make sense to me. It's the three pillars. But the two other projects, one in particular, the second one is developing even more ever since, mostly because you and I have brought it up a couple of times. Right. Um, so the first one is years ago, I wrote, I'm a big zombie fan. I'm a horror fan. I'm a, I, I love that stuff. Like that is my jam. Like October, I dive into some dark, twisted crap, you know? <laughs> so, and then I brain, and then I totally watch nothing but happy roses and my little pony for the next, you know, for the next, <laughs> Gotta balance it out. Yeah, I got to because, <laughs> By the end of it, by the end of October, like I'm exhausted mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Yeah, so, it's just depressing at that it, point. It's so bad. <laughs> like I don't even want to watch it, and I don't. I don't watch any horror movies throughout the year until October. Recently, I did watch one because I wanted to see it, but mm-hmm. uh, but that usually that's not the case. So I'm a big zombie fan, and this was years ago. This story started, dude, fifteen years ago. Mm. maybe more um, because I was living in Michigan. I was working. I had just, this has got to be, this could be 20 years ago. I was just in, I don't even know. I have to look, but let's just say I was in the nightclub, but I was also doing other stuff. And this is before I fully committed to the nightclub. So it might even be like 21 years ago, 22 years ago. And I was writing a zombie novel. And at the time I was really into the idea of a zombie apocalypse in the middle of winter in Detroit. Mm. I loved the, cause, cause at the time all with all the zombie movies and mind you walking dead wasn't around. Right. You know, but all the zombie movies, we never saw anything with zombies in snow. And cold temperatures. We never saw it, ever. So that idea in my head was like, dude, what would happen? So that's where the concept came from. And I started writing it. And it took me a long time to write. But I, I was dedicated to it. And I, I've gone back since and have tweaked out a couple of things. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to set that, like, that material is out. Like, I have the original you know, binders of all that material that's out because I realized once I knock out this third book, I'm going to dive into that immediately. Yes. And I'm going to start tweaking out some things, change some characters, names maybe, but I'm going to dive into it. And I've, I've decided I fully committed and you and I have talked about it to get that into a graphic novel. Um, I think that's the way to go is a graphic novel. I thought about doing it as a one shot, but I think there's enough in there to make it a two parter. Mm. And which is going to make it a little more complicated for me and a little more time, a little more length into the release. 
And I'm going to talk. This could change. Look, the next time that we get down to crunch time, I could say, no, this is a one shot. Um, but I like the idea of a two-parter because there is a specific moment that I'm thinking of in there that would be awesome to leave it as a cliffhanger. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, right. And it's a major one, too. Like, it is a major one. And there will be several other moments in there where people will be like, oh, dang. But this one in particular, I'm like, dude, this would be a nice cliffhanger. And there's enough material after that to finish volume two. So that's my initial thought. We'll see what happens. Um, but I have an idea of who I want to illustrate it. Nice. Uh, definitely do the cover. That I know. That I, that I absolutely know. I have to talk as I get closer and see if that is something that he can do. That is something that he wants to do, or at least he can connect me with the right people. I'm not going to say who. I know he will do the cover. I already know that. Mm -hmm. um, I, so we're, that's, that's been kind of fun uh, over the last couple of days. I've been kind of thinking about that without diving too much in because I've got some other work to do. Right. But um, I'm excited about that. And then the second one, I definitely will commit to that to be a one-shot graphic novel. And basically, these are your neighbors, you know, your, your neighbors, Cliff and, and I don't know, Jim. Let's think of the whitest, <laughs> let's think of the whitest names possible. I don't know who they are, you know, I don't want to name them Chad because that's horrible, but like, yeah, like I, could, at this point. Yeah, I could be like, I could be like Chad and Lance, you know, but like, <laughs> you know, like two white names that you just want to beat up, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> but let's just think of that. Think of that. It's like, oh, that's Daryl and Scott. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this, yeah. I guess I'm white, dude. You know, but <laughs> they're your neighbors. They're they're young dudes. You know, maybe in their early 30s, in shape, normal dudes. They got jobs. You see girls going in and out of their house, so they're not oh, gay. My. Yeah, they're not gay. Originally, I was going to make these guys gay. Um, maybe they experimented a little. Maybe bit. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they might. But they, but the thing is with them, and this starts off as a very leave it to beaver type thing. They're building a deck, you know, on their backyard, staying in a deck, mowing the lawn. And I really spend some time discussing that. But the problem is they're psychopathic serial killers. Oh, geez. And they don't go out and seek like, I must kill all blonde girls or I must kill all, you know, blonde dudes. It's at random but they just have to kill. So if you took like Dexter and then took like Hannibal Lecter and mixed them up, they just kill. They're great guys. You can play cards with, you can go over and watch the game with, drink with, grill with, and they probably would never kill you. But if mm. something, but then all of a sudden, if they're in Home Depot and they get the urge, they're going to murder somebody in Home Depot. <laughs> so it's kind of like this dark, comedy satire american psycho type thing yeah. um and i'm gonna do that in a one-shot graphic novel that's that's what i want to do <laughs> i know it's, it's really messed up dude like like <laughs> well hey comedy is subjective so. right when you think about it like this is not gonna win many awards and this will not be I will not hand my graphic novel to the library, but 
But it's maybe something a local bookstore. Maybe a local bookstore. But it's something <laughs> I feel like could grow. I know this sounds crazy, and maybe nobody will care, and maybe five people will read it. But it sounds like that that's something that could grow a cult following. Oh yeah, no doubt. So I'm no into doubt. it. That's that's what I want to do. And then beyond that, bro, I'm 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 retired. I'm done. Hey, that's a good run. So that's about so. five books. Yeah, five books. There you go. And you're experimenting with different types of uh, the medium where you got just the novel forms and you got the graphic novels. That is really dope. Um, and it's cool that you are going through different genres as well. I think that's another good thing for writers is to have a lot of fun by, especially by experimenting with different genres and see if you may come to enjoy a genre that may not have interested you before, but, you know, give it a shot and be like, ah, this is actually kind of (laughs) cool. Well, yeah. And and we've talked about that. You know, when you, when you kind of experiment, you know, in those genres, like you said, you might find something that go, this could spawn another idea, you know? Yeah, buddy. So with that in mind too, do you plan on writing them in different uh, styles because of the genre shifts or is this going to be kind of your own personal style? I think, it, I think, I mean, I think you're definitely going to read it. I mean, it's similar. Like when you read your stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. you're going to, and, and, and I think part of it too, maybe a little bit different for me because I know you. So like when I read your stuff, I, I can, I can tell it's you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. a, a stranger may be like, not know, but, so I think it's always like with these, there's going to be, you know, obviously my way of speaking my way for the most part, there's going to be some things in there, you know, the way I speak. I mean, obviously some will have much more better, you know, much more better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it will have way better vocabulary than what I do on a daily basis. Mm. But, but yeah, I think, I, I, I think every writer has a tone. Every writer has a style, and I think that's going to be in there. The sarcasm that that goes through my life will definitely go to the pen and paper. Um, but I also want to I want to put some emotion in it. And I know that when I wrote the zombie book, just you know, I don't think I ever intended it to be a graphic novel. Um, I think I intended it to actually be a book. But I, yeah. but I really enjoy the idea of the graphic novel. But I want to make sure that the emotion comes through. I want to make sure that during key moments, the emotion's there. So I may, I may switch some things up for that. I may switch some, some styles up. But I think ultimately, if you read all five of them, you're going to know that this is... this. Yes, they're very different. Yes, they're different stories. And yeah, there's emotion but this is this is brandon this is this is him oh man okay yeah that makes sense too because i i get completely what you're saying especially with my style as i'm reading and i'm like yeah this is it it definitely like looking at what i'm writing right now with quantum cab and looking at odd company and even the new stuff that i added to um don't tell steven i i always see that same style that I tend to have, even when I'm trying to switch it up a little bit, whether I'm simplifying it or trying to be more descriptive, less descriptive, whatever, 
Right. And I think that's cool too, because it's another thing that especially fans will come to appreciate. They'll be like, Oh yeah, this is what I like about that because of how they're describing this particular scene or how this is executed or the, the dialogue, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, I'm, it's kind of similar with actually, I guess I already touched upon it right there, but with quantum cab, that's my current well, like present slash future project because Quantum Cab is going to be my next book and probably my last book for this year because I, I definitely need to take a, a little break after this one since I've been doing back-to-back releases. But um, it is definitely one I'm really trying to touch on those different genres that I've always had an interest on, really had it in the back of my head, but never um went to execute it because there was no place for it in the other books so uh let's see so for example with odd company it kind of follows a wider cast of characters and then with quantum cab i wanted to try and differentiate it so make it so for instance quantum cab is meant to follow technically about four characters for the bulk of the story for the volume one at least and well, Odd Company, it has, you know, many time jumps and things, a lot of things established up front in that book. I wanted to keep, I want to keep the timeline this time around for Quantum Cab more simplistic. So even though Quantum Cab is going to be more of an experimental series where it follows the main cast, uh, I do have plans for there to be anthologies, uh, sneak peeks for the future for the main cast and more. So of course, including like different genres that I hope to uh, bring a lot of variety to it. Um, there's this one that, cause my, my wife recently showed me some uh, romance books with some comedy in them, some fantasy stuff. And I was thinking, this is actually kind of cool how they're they're They have a mixture of, you know, the action, they got the sci-fi or fantasy. Like there's things that I typically enjoy in my usual stories that I like, but then they have a romantic focus on like two characters, for instance. And I like the idea how it's kind of focused on that, but then they have this bubble of everything else around them. Right. And that's definitely one, a one-shot story that I have in mind that I want to include in Quantum Cab and, Maybe if I think of other things for it later, I can build upon it, but I can experiment with stuff like that. Um, more darker stories, um, more comedic. Because Quantum Cab is meant to be more on the comedic side since it's mainly inspired by like Futurama, but I have a lot of dark elements in it too that I'm very excited to experiment with. Well, Futurama at times had dark elements, if you think about it. If you right. Look at it, you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, the whole concept was kind of dark. Um, I mean, if I mean, done in a very light way. But, yeah. Um, I always find it interesting, too, because, you know, the the zombie book, novel, story, whatever you want to call it, there's a lot of characters in there. You know, you're, you're, it's, it's, it's interesting because I build a world rather quickly 
And I thought it might. And, and maybe when I go back and actually put this down and get ready to release it, I'll think otherwise. But I thought it might have been rushed. But then I was looked at it. I'm like, no, this, this, this works. Because I don't go into, without giving anything away, I don't go into like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden this happened and there's gas leaking out everywhere. Now people are turning. Like there's no sort, there's no origin story, you know, mm. with, because I, I think that's one of the cool things and I'm not original in that. I think it's just one of the cool things uh, about the mystique of the zombies is how they came to light, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> really, it starts off with these guys uh, talking about the first news story they heard. So they're all sharing stories about, oh, you remember, you know, when I was there, I heard this. And then they're like, yeah, and I heard this, though. And then they got one guy's like, I think I was 20 when I heard, this. you know, so it's like, it, it's like you're in the world, but you're hearing about the first experiences where something happened. But I have a lot of characters in mind and I always find it interesting with stories. Obviously you look at Lord of the Rings, you look at all those characters that is really hard to focus and give all these characters enough attention without dragging your story out, you know, and also realizing which characters you need to give attention to and which characters can come in for the moment as just ancillary uh, B or C characters, and it's okay if they don't have this giant story. They're not the focal point. They might have a chunk. I mean, even again, I go back to Lord of the Rings. If you look at Lord of the Rings, some of those characters have a a, a really big importance, a, a chunk, but they're not. But then they disappear or they die. Uh, let's let's look at Game of Thrones, for example. Ned Stark. Okay, Ned Stark is phenomenal. Like, should have been, like, the number one. Like, when I first started watching that series, I was like, Ned Stark, all right. And then what happens? He, 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 I don't know if I'm giving anything away, and I don't care. It's been out for years. (laughs) Spoiler! Yeah, yeah. I don't don't think I have to say spoilers anymore. The show's been over for, like, five years. Um, I was like, if you haven't watched it now, I don't know what to tell you. Um, you know, and by the way, Vader's Luke's father. I don't know. What? Uh, yeah, blow, mind blown. Oh, my, come my, on, man. my son is the only one who doesn't know that, and he's five. Um, <laughs> but I'm trying to hide it from him until he's ready. Oh, um, imagine that reveal. I'm trying, <laughs> dude. I feel like it's not going to work out, but I'm trying. Man. Um, like, if it was 10 years ago and he was five, I could probably hide it. But nowadays, shoot. Somebody oh, at school, yeah. someone at school, some little dick at school will be like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, um, but I'm but like Ned Stark, like phenomenal, major character, huge impact, great actor. What happens? He dies in the first season. Dead. Dang. <laughs> and I was like, OK, and that is a major character. So it's always interesting to me, like when you start writing with a lot of characters you know, which ones are you going to pay? It's hard. But I looked back at that zombie book and I was like, you know what? I think I, I think I handled it good. So when you talk about dealing with four characters, that might not seem like a lot, but that's a lot of people to deal with, dude. Yeah. (laughs) You know, 
especially the way because I with I, with that story I already have it outlined. I just gotta fill in all the blanks, just write it out completely. Sure, sure. So now that I have the outline, I'm I'm, I'm I have it pictured, and I'm like, man, this is this is a lot because <laughs> like you're saying too because then you got the b and c characters who are there to kind of help move the story along or just fill out the world to make it feel like it actually is lived in like it's you know as uh, as realistic as possible if that makes sense as far as fiction goes yeah yeah it does um and yeah, it's it's interesting because with Odd Company, I was pulling my hair out ca- trying to keep track of, okay, what's this character doing? What's their motivation? Okay, there, that's good. Okay, what about this character? <laughs> but with uh, Quantum Cab, I'm, even though over time it's going to be rivaling, if not um, <laughs> if not more, as far as characters go, but if, at least the first volume is going to just be that main focus. But yeah, there's going to be a mixture that I think is good because it's it's cool because you, when you establish these things, you can never be too sure as the reader, you can never be too sure where a certain character may go. And that is another way to pique their interest and keep them reading. If the character is, um, you know, if they're made interesting enough. Yeah. And, but like with Stark, it's just like, yeah, you got super excited, like, yeah. And then gone it's like that 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 sucks but that is interesting because i didn't see that coming but you know it's 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 like it could be a mixed bag but i think that that is a type of story where it's not predictable it can grab someone's attention and hopefully keep them wanting to watch more instead of wanting to stop because their character their favorite character is (laughs) gone yeah look i was pissed i mean and 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 you okay so lord of the rings um, I can't think of the guy's name because I'm not a, I mean, I, I, I'm a fan, but okay. So he almost tries to, the ring starts to take advantage of him and he tries to get it from Frodo and then he snaps out of it and he tries to protect Frodo, but he dies. Do you remember who I'm talking about? Oh uh, yeah. Um, crap. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Well, that actor who I love is the one that played Ned Stark. Mm. So this poor dude (laughs) (laughs) died in the Fellowship of the Ring, died in the first Game of Thrones. I'm like, bro, like, come on, dude. I can't remember his name. He, anyway, I'll get back to it. But he's a great, he's a he's a great actor. Like seriously phenomenal actor and he dies in everything early and i'm like what is it just in your contract bro like <laughs> I, was, I was about to say that too i feel like certain actors just have it in their contract like i have to die at some random point in the story right <laughs> i'm like what happened here like why are you dead i don't understand <laughs> and that's what it is like and like i can't think of his name somebody's gonna it's gonna drive me crazy but i'll figure it out yeah, it's getting me too because I I'm th- I'm thinking of like two characters because I'm I may be getting my stuff mixed up because it's been such a long time since I watched the movies but yeah I can picture two of them and I know one of them is the character but I can't remember their names. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm gonna figure it out though. Don't worry. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. But anyway, <laughs> um, but it's hard though. You know, like when you're dealing with those characters, you know, like you put so much information and so much time and so, yeah, I mean, you connect to those characters, you know, you, you start to, 
I don't know, you start to relate to those characters in a sense. And then when you like, and maybe it, maybe I'm, it's just for me, but when you kill them off or you realize that their time is done, dude, that can be hard. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like that can be hard. So like there's several characters in the zombie book that clearly don't make it. You don't write a zombie story with people just living forever. Okay. You just, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just don't man. Um, and, uh, so there's several characters that I'm like, oh, y'all didn't make it? <laughs> yeah, you guys died, you know? And, I, and it was tough because I was like, wow. Um, I, I, I got used to those characters and they're dead now. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> they didn't make it. Sean Bean is his name, mm. by the way. Sean Bean. Sean Bean, yeah. Plays Ned Stark and... Um, He's a phenomenal actor. And that dude, it was tough for me because in that one season, have you ever watched Game of Thrones? Have you? Uh, here and there, my wife has informed me about a lot of it. Um, it seemed interesting. I just never got really deep into it. Okay. So uh, it's it's really good minus the end. But the end is yeah. still... <laughs> it's the, honestly, the end is still not like the word. People... People over-exaggerate. It's not the Sopranos ending, so, Oof. you know, which was one of the most biggest garbage endings in the entire universe, but um, he plays, okay, Sean Bean plays Boromir. Bor Boromir? Yeah, Boromir. It doesn't matter, guys. Yeah, <laughs> this was more or less for my self, but anyway. But he did, he had such a huge impact, not only on the first season, but throughout the entire show. I mean, throughout everything, all the way to like the second to the to the last episode, but especially to the second last episode. And here's a dude that was only in there for one season. So it's interesting when you're writing these characters and they may have been written off, died, moved, whatever. They can have a massive input and impact for your entire story. So when you're dealing with four or five, six three characters, man, you sink a lot of time into that. And it can get, it's almost hard to, to see which way they're going to go sometimes. Cause as you're writing, at least for me, I'm like, Ooh, I want them. I want this to happen. And I want this to happen. And I'm like, crap, they lived longer or they lasted longer than I wanted. You know, now I got to <laughs> bring it back down, you know? So I don't know. I think it's fun to see that developmental process when you're when you're flushing out your characters because sometimes an ancillary character ends up being a main character oh heck yeah it's i mean that's what happened with with quantum like i originally it was going to be like a kind of a web series because those are really popular on instagram but then i realized there's no way i can commit to that much drawing <laughs> so yeah yeah dude yeah. <laughs> so um, I switched over to just writing a novel with illustrations. And um, as I'm developing the characters, you know, originally there were two characters that were the mains and then I switched it where they're still heavily involved, just not as much in the first volume. And then there's other characters instead that take the front. And as I'm developing them more, I end up making more backstory for them that I never thought I'd have before. And I'm like, huh, this is interesting. Cause I, I don't have any like, end for them planned at all or anything like that but it's just cool to see the development when you're working on the story and just seeing 
how it may work best, how it just develops. And going back to that, the, the death thing, I remember when I was younger, like 15 years ago, when I was like first getting into writing stories, there was a time where I was thinking, man, I don't know how anybody kills their characters. I can't do it. I can't kill my characters. There's no way. They're all so awesome. I, I don't want to. And as I got older, I started to think, crap, I'm going to have to do this one day and it's going to suck. <laughs> well, you're talking to the guy and you know me. I love to kill people off. So <laughs> I am. I mean, I, you know me. Every time we talk about Marvel, I'm like, well, hopefully somebody dies. You know, like <laughs> I am the worst. I'm like, kill them all, you know. Um, <laughs> so I've never had that problem. My I, I mean, I've had that problem on a writing level of where I've been like, oh, I don't want them to die yet. Like, I really like them, but I'm like, oh, it's important. Let's kill them. You know, I still pull the trigger, you know? Yep. Um, but uh, by the way, we're speaking about stories. Okay. So nobody get offended when we say the word kill. Right. You know, I'm not going to run alive or whatever you want. Um, but yeah, I, I, I could understand that. Like when you're writing, you know, you get attached to them and you're like, how am I going to kill these guys? And in certain instances, you don't have to kill them. You can always, you know, pretend to kill them and do the reveal at the end and they're alive. You yeah, know? the classic fake out. The, the classic <laughs> fake I have not, uh, you know, speaking of classic fake outs, I've never done that, man. Mm. I am a, I'm a Mr. Like, if you're dead, you're you're dead so that's fair i want to do that but i don't know when or why or whatever but there's a lot of things that i definitely want to like i said experimental series so but uh spoiler alert there there is death in our company so i broke i stepped out of my comfort zone i'm not gonna say who it is or what it is yeah don't (laughs) right so no people are still reading it well yeah well you're and you're mr spoiler guys let me tell you something Nick is the worst. He is Mr. Spoiler. Now, he won't sit there and go on like when he's doing a TikTok talking about a show. He won't drop spoilers like that. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but he's Mr. Spoil himself. He's like, bro, dude, did you watch that like behind the scenes potential trailer for the movie that comes out tomorrow that I'm going to go see? <laughs> I, and then he's like, oh, that part got spoiled for me. I'm like, will you stop researching something that you're about to freaking watch, dude? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, Multiverse of Madness was the worst. There's so much stuff got spoiled for me with that see, movie. <laughs> you got to do what I do. I literally go ghost protocol, or as I like to call it, Helen Keller. Oh, and I, I got that nothing. reference. <laughs> and I know nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> like, seriously, nothing. Like, there's nothing that gets spoiled for me. Nothing. Dude, I'm, I still have not watched House of Dragon yet, which is the Game of Thrones spinoff prequel. Oh, yeah. Haven't watched it yet. It's been over for, like, months. I, I know nothing about it. I'm going to watch it starting next week. Oh, it's actually, like, they finished the story or no, just the well, season? well, they finished the season, and I know oh. nothing. I know nothing. No, I mean... I understand who's in it. I'm not an idiot, but yeah, um, yeah, I know nothing. And typically, most of the time, I'm not able to watch Last of Us that night because it's on a Sunday night. I've got my son. By the time he goes to bed, because we usually stay up on Sundays, mm-hmm. and usually that's like our movie night, so nine times out of ten, he'll chill with me in my bed and we'll watch it, or we'll be on the couch. Well, by the time... 
he goes to bed, I'm not going to turn on Last of Us. So I don't watch Last of Us till like Tuesday while he's at school. Well, you know how much I'm on social media. Yeah. I don't hear anything. No spoilers, dude. Well, remarkably, I only got spoiled with one thing with The Last of Us, and that yeah, was that one that mouth scene. Really- <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't even really that big of a spoil, to be honest with you. Yeah, because, you know, especially for us who played the game, we already knew she was going to, you know, be out. But yeah, yeah. we know that she won't go make it. Yeah. yeah. But um, that's what's cool, too. Like, it's um, it's hard sometimes not wanting to. Do you, do you ever have that problem with when you're writing a story like you are excited about something when you're writing it? Do you ever have that problem? Where you're like, man, I want to tell someone about this. No, because you know, man, I don't like people, and <laughs> I um, I don't really talk to anybody. I talk to you, bro. Like, right. <laughs> I talk to you, uh, even Ashley. I've been like ghosting lately, and not even on purpose. And I tell her that too. Yeah. I will message her and be like, "Dude, I suck." <laughs> like I'm just letting you know I suck. You're my friend. If you need me, I'm here. But I suck. You know, like and. and <laughs> A lot of it has to do with my job and because I, I'm so busy. That oh, by yeah, the time I, yeah. And by the time I come home, I'm like, I'm exhausted, but it, it's very important to make an effort towards your friends. I'm not saying that I just suck right now. <laughs> um, I'll be okay. You know, give me another month or two. I'll be all right. Yeah, but, I mean, um, hey, you got, I got you on the podcast. So we're yeah, making progress. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty good, you know, but um, no, man, I don't, I, I don't feel that way. I, uh, and, and that could just be me, you know, we're at two different, we're two different people and we're at two different stages in our lives. So yeah. even when I was writing the zombie novel and I would read a little, you know, p- bits and pieces to whomever I was dating at the time, um, I, I, I don't even remember, to be honest with you. I mean, I do, but I can't, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I would read occasionally and she was pretty like excited about it. She would give me notes here and there. But a lot of times I'm just like, you know what? And I think we talked about this before. I just wait till the finished product's done and, and let somebody re- read it. If I was ever in the movies and I understand the idea of trailers and teasers and all that, mm-hmm. I would probably be like Feige, but a lot. I, would, I might even be more strict because I wouldn't want to give everything away until it was time to release the movie. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, that's the best experience um, seeing things for the first time in the movie theater as opposed to seeing it all in the trailer. Like, that's been a major issue with so many movies. And it's a shame that Marvel can technically be sued now for misleading trailers. Dude, I don't understand. (laughs) Well, you know, if you think about it, so, and I don't know how that's going to work. And that's our government. That's lawyers ruining the world. Yeah. Lawyers and our government ruin the world. But, uh, (laughs) Most likely, then what they'll do is they just won't show crap. Or, you know what they could say? It can be like, well, it's in the movie, but it's going to be on the DVD, uh, you know, extras. Oh, yeah. And they'll know we'll watch it. I mean, it's Marvel, so. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I was saying. Like, if they put something in the movie, like for Ant-Man coming up. Mm-hmm. Ringing. Um, oh, there you go. I was like, oh, no, we lost connection. I thought so, too, but I, I, I put myself on Do Not Disturb. Let's put this on Do Not Disturb. Period. Go away. All right. There <laughs> oh, we it's go. all good. We'll be closing up here sh- uh, shortly. Um, I don't know who's calling me, and I don't want to talk to him anyway. Um, <laughs> so I um, I forgot what I was going to say. That, that phone call threw me off. But, yeah, I never really liked to, 
yeah, going back to, I guess, Marvel, it's weird that they can do that. But um, yeah. I, I just don't. I, I feel like when you write, and this is me, you know, obviously you're different. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. When I write, I don't, I just want it done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, because what if I take that scene out or, or what if somebody, you know, you know how you are. You're putting your heart and soul in that. What oh, if yeah. what if somebody doesn't like it? I mean, and Oof. and and most likely, look, there's going to be people out there that don't like it, and that's oh, yeah. oh, totally fine. But what if somebody doesn't like it when you're not even done writing it yet, and they and you read them that little piece, and they're like, oh, okay, oh, and, and it ruins it for yeah, them. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I would much rather have somebody read the entire thing and go, yeah, it was good, Brandon, but this, this, and this. Then here I am, you know, page fifty. And I tell you something and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. See, that's, that's what my wife would say too when I was writing Odd Company because that's been one of the books that's taken me the longest so far since it's been development, you know, for so long. But um, when I was writing that, when I was unsure, you know, because we're all super critical of ourselves, we're our worst critics. Absolutely. As I'm writing certain things, I'm like, mm-hmm. Hey babe, how does this sound? This is this is written okay. Does this character sound cool? Like, how does this description sound? So, um, when she's when she was reading over the story to kind of help with the editing and stuff, she was saying, "I already know the story. You told me so much of it." I'm like, "I did tell you a lot, but not everything. I told you maybe like thirty percent, right, of the majority of it. Trust me, right. I, there's a, there's I, a lot more to to be at play here." Yeah, I, I did it like a Marvel trailer. Like that, you did not see everything, <laughs> and some of it was misleading just to right. see how it would sound. <laughs> and I get that, and I and I get that. I um, and especially like you got your wife there, so you're like, hey, you know, that's what who you tell everything to. So, mm-hmm. you know, it totally makes sense. But I just um, yeah, I I, I just I won't do that. I, I don't think there's been one person in my life that has heard the whole story from A to B or from A to Z. Mm. You know, I think, I mean, obviously with the first book, there's people that have definitely heard some of the stories cause they've been there. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously when I was married, you know, some of the, some of the stuff I wrote was spoken to whether she listened or not, who knows. Um, but I just don't think there's anybody in my life that I, that has ever said, you know, I've read this entire thing or they, or, or, even heard the entire thing. I just said something me. That is very admirable because I, as I've as as I've said, I <laughs> once I'm excited about something or I'm unsure, I'm like, hey, how does this part sound? So I mean, I'm fortunately, uh, my wife I think is the farthest in the book so far, and she's been liking it. So I'm like, okay, cool. And she's not the type to sugarcoat. So I'm like, okay, perfect. I'm very glad to hear that. Because like you were saying too, I know there's eventually going to be someone who doesn't like it because, you know, no one likes everything. Right, so, right. Dude. Um, and by the way, I, I, I've told you I got mine, right? Yes. I have not excited. taken a picture. I have recorded a TikTok of the mail delivery and all that. I'm going to post it soon. Yes. So you know, you know, I just didn't want to leave you hanging. You know, you know me, man. I'll tag and and all that. So don't worry about that. Uh, The picture will come out. The TikTok. I got a reel of it. So 
I'll, I'll be posting it very soon. I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading it now. I mean, not right awesome. now, but so, <laughs> uh, I might, and I'll, I'll probably zip through it pretty quick. That's probably what I'll do this week. And then once I'm done reading it, I'm going to post the TikTok of it coming in the mail. And then I'm going to post my review on it. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I figured you'd dig that. So, um, yeah, and obviously, great. obviously any like personal stuff I have to say, you know, I'll talk to you more freely about it than I would post on TikTok. But, um, you know, be like, oh, man, this this freaking thing came in the mail. What the heck is it? <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but, you know, I'm real. I'm a real dude. So I'm going to when I want to I want to finish the whole thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I respect that. And totally feel free to have the constructive criticism if it's uh, if uh, if it's not too crazy. No, nah, <laughs> video. <laughs> who am I going to talk about? I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, no. good lord, this guy can't write. <laughs> I'll be like, what did I read? What did Luke write? No, I'm just this kidding. Just... <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, dang. <laughs> I'm kidding, bro. <laughs> no, so yeah, I got it. It did take longer than I thought. I, I don't know. I don't know if I text you when I got it or not, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it took longer, but that's Amazon, man. Yeah, it's it's interesting with the printing. I know there's definitely a queue that they're, they're in for sure. And since they're like, you know, one book here, one book there, it's probably a little bit more slower or that yeah, probably slower. But I noticed one thing, too, like odd companies shipped from like Georgia or something. And then and then um, don't tell Steven shipped from a whole nother state. So I'm like, oh, OK, I guess. By the <laughs> way, that brings up a good point. I because I'm going to buy Don't Tell Steven. I did not see Don't Tell Steven on Amazon. Oh, I got to send you the updated link because when I first posted it, it was weird. It didn't like update uh, when I thought it did. So at first there were like two separate links for the digital okay. and the paperback. But then I guess I just needed to go through the system and then it actually combined into one link. So well, it's funny because I because I, I, I wanted to see initially when I ordered the book, I knew I had the links, but I didn't feel like doing it. I just typed in your name. It kind of works. Dude, no, it popped up right away, dude. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the first thing that came up. It was like, boom. Oh, that's good. Because last time I did it, it didn't work too well. (laughs) Yeah, it was the first thing that came up. And then there was like, you know, words that matched underneath like luck Mm -hmm. and Nick. But the very first thing that came up was it. And I was like, yep, there's the book. That's what I want. Boom. Oh, perfect. I did goof. I did goof though, because one of them is under Nick Luck, and then the other one's under Nicholas Luck. So now I'm like, great, I, I have two different things now. This is so I got to keep Don't Tell Steven under Nicholas Luck. So that's at least so my oh. OCD can kind of be, okay. uh, what's it called? Can kind of be satiated or whatever. And then I believe the monsters will just be under Nick Luck, I guess, because uh, well, I can't change sense. it. <laughs> that makes sense. Why I didn't find the second one, because when I clicked on your profile, it only brought you know, I believe in monsters, but that's because that's Nick luck. Yeah. Okay. So now I know. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what was going through my head when I did that, but it, it just happened. Cause don't tell Steven says Nick luck, but for some reason I was like, yeah, Nicholas luck, but whatever. <laughs> well, I'm getting that one too, but that'll be, but I, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe this week, who knows? Um, Sweet. But I am getting it obviously. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Oh, heck yeah, dude. I'm stoked. So, but yeah, I will let you know. And um, man, I'm excited. I'm excited for these projects, you know, because it's it's hard, as you know, to to write 
mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's even harder to get it out there. So now that the flow is going, you know, we've been talking about this stuff for a while on and off the air. We just did a great series and now it's like, okay, cool. This is the time. It's like the time is right. Yeah. You know, so I'm excited, man. Oh yeah. It's, yeah, that first step is so meaningful because that is how you get that momentum going. And that's how I felt the moment I published Odd Company digitally. Then then I got that extra boost when I was like, I can do paperback now? Y'all didn't have this last time I published a book. But yeah, and then Don't Tell Steven, now I'm on this role. And now that I found out how to format the documents properly so the publishing goes by smoother... Now it's like, dude, I'm I'm super motivated. <laughs> I don't have any major issues anymore because now I have to. I mean, I have to use uh, Google Docs and Open Office so I can add the pictures correctly without it messing up because Google Docs doesn't like pictures for some reason. But it works. I just keep it on Google Docs and I'll just copy and paste it when it's finished. And I'm yeah. like at 100 pages at the moment, which is crazy to think of. But yeah, it's I'm <laughs> I'm excited about this. So, um, yeah, as we go along, uh, definitely we'll talk more about it in the uh, future. I just got to figure out how to talk about it without spoiling, because I definitely want to talk about the characters, like their names and stuff. But got to see, like, how far I can go without, like, giving too much away. But that'll be for another time. Um, so as we... Oh, excuse me. So as we close things out here, um, what do you have going on uh, currently with, like... Uh, your, your other projects like on social media and your uh, podcasts and stuff. Well, I've got, uh, so I just did a great episode and it's not often I say that. I mean, I look, I love my show. I love the podcast. There are some really great episodes, good episodes out there. You know, some I think are better than others. We, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very excited about this last episode that just dropped uh, two days ago. Uh, new episodes out every Wednesday at the Life of an Average Show podcast. Um, and this was with uh, a local artist that I started, I was introduced to, this sounds almost weird, but just hear me out. <laughs> I was introduced to her when she was like 16, going on 17. Uh-oh. Um, no, 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 not at all. I'm not uh, We're going to end the podcast. No, I'm joking. Yeah, look, I'm not, my last name's not Epstein, okay? So, um, but I booked a lot of music over the years, and this name kept popping up here around where I live. So I booked her for a, for a gig. And when she came out and sang, I was like, Holy crap. She got like, I mean, she can sing, but she plays a guitar. And not only does she do, did she do covers at the time, but she was writing her own stuff. And I think that's amazing for a 16, 17 year old to do. I don't, you know, it's, it takes a lot of balls to get up there and do that. So, um, or in her case, boobs, boobs, yeah, fair, <laughs> fair, ovaries. Um, yeah, so, there um, we go. <laughs> so, I uh, I booked her everywhere, she became part of my circle. I always had all these artists, and whenever bar I went or club I went, I made sure that these artists were always part of my you know circle, and I would take care mm-hmm. of them, and they were great. And then I worked, I was working for a local publication, and um, I did an interview with her. And I've essentially watched her, you know, grow as an artist. Um, obviously, I'm out of the bar scene now. But while I did that, this girl has put out single after single. She's been on the radio. She's been on all kinds of other stuff. 
Um, she just announced on my show that dropped Wednesday. She just announced that her song is going to be featured in a major motion picture coming out tw late 2023, early 2024. Um, she could not tell me what picture, but she was contacted. Mm -hmm. And she first thought it was just going to be a movie that was, it was going to be a movie, but she didn't realize how, you know, she just figured, okay, whatever. It's a movie. That's great. Yeah. She didn't, then she found out, oh, this is like a movie movie. So, <laughs> but she's, she's moving to Nashville. She just dropped a new single today. So anyway, I had her on the show and I got to tell you, uh, her name is Sophia Anello. And we had a great conversation. It, it was just, very cool to talk about what she has been, you know, going through uh, over the last couple of years, her move to Nashville, everything that's happening, mm -hmm. uh, her music. She started her own. Um, basically, she she books for major bands now. And wow. she, that's like her day job. She Music is her life, but she loves the, the behind the scenes stuff as well. So um, and she went to the, you know, Berkeley out in Boston. So this girl is amazing and i had her on the show and it was just a great episode so i just dropped that episode you can check me out on spotify anywhere the life of an average show podcast.com go ahead uh that's what we got coming on that that i'm promoting more than anything of course trash talk every tuesday with Stuart Sachs. um him and i have a show coming up i believe this tuesday at 8 a.m uh we're gonna be talking super bowl we're gonna be talking sports world cup getting ready for the big game that's uh, about a week away. And I, and I do that every week. So uh, with Stuart Sachs, new, new topics every week. So, um, but I'm just really excited about this last episode because I got to be honest with you and you know, from the creative process, it's fun, but it's grueling. It's exhausting. Oh yeah. And I have been exhausted lately. Um, thank God I record a lot ahead of time <laughs> because I've been exhausted. But this particular episode, her and I recorded the day it dropped. Um, oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. We pushed some things around and we did that because her new signal or single was dropping Friday and I wanted to time it out appropriately. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. She didn't know the date. And then all of a sudden it got pushed and it just made sense. And she's literally moving to Nashville in like 15 days. So, man, yeah. So anyway, so it's just exhausting. But I was really excited about it because it was just a fun conversation, you know? Heck yeah. I can't wait to listen to that one. I uh, will have a link to uh, for his for all his stuff, too, in the show notes as well. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I, I think I'm almost caught up with trash talk as well. I think I'm, a, I think I'm like two or three episodes. And then I think I just have that episode with the life of an average Joe. So yeah, I have there. one more. I just have one of yours, your most recent one. That's the only one uh, that you just, that you dropped that I haven't, that I haven't listened to yet. I, mm, I think that was a kingdom hearts. One. I always forget what I did before. It might. Yeah. <laughs> it <was something>. So, <laughs> You just dropped it though, like this week. Oh, okay. I think um, it was this week. It might have been like Sunday or Saturday, or maybe it was a book thing again. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. I got the, <laughs> I got the, I got the alert. So I was mm -hmm. like, "All right, cool. I got to listen to it." And I think I texted you. I was like, "I'm not listening to it right now" because I was going to go to the gym, and I was like, "I'm not listening to it." 
right. but um I but, know that uh, feeling. It's like yeah. I need music. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes I do. Like if I'm, you know, sometimes I've gone to the gym and listen to podcasts, but um, that's usually if I'm doing like a low key thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got listeners. I just got one trash talk, man. The thing about trash talk is they're not real long. I mean, the most we've ever gone is thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, they're all in that twenty-two minute range, and. That's what I like about them. We can just crank out some fun stuff and, and move on. Although we get serious sometimes, but um, it's it's kind of a refreshing change from the life of an average Joe. Yeah, I like that too because it's it, the variety is very refreshing because usually when I listen to one, I have the other one. Like Once I catch up with one, I just jump over to the other. So it's like very good to, uh, to keep the mind, to keep the, the gears turning, I should say. Yeah, for so. sure. Ah, so with that in mind, uh, this episode will be dropping on uh, this Sunday. Yeah. And I'm going to try and do a double upload. We'll see, because I need to catch up a little bit. But, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off of your... Um, I'm inspired, like I, I keep saying, but I've, I've yet to actually do it, where I do some bulk uh, podcast episodes, like some shorter ones. Uh, we talked about that a little bit, where I have like some shorter episodes. But I'll be working on that, because... You guys are constantly inspirational for that. So I appreciate that. Um, next time as well, I probably will have some more. I'll, I'll have some more updates on Quantum Cab, guys, as we uh, develop some more things and figure that out. But uh, Brandon, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate uh, you coming by and definitely looking forward to when we can bring you back on um, for whatever topic because we, we can talk about pretty much anything and it is always fun. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I love hearing about the books. I love being on this show. Uh, it's it's awesome to do. It's been great and, and exciting to listen to as well uh, from when I first started hearing it. I'm probably going to suggest that maybe next Friday, if you're available, we do a live because, uh, sir, that'll be the Friday before Ant-Man comes out. And mm. I feel like we need to I'm going to try to watch the other two Ant-Man by then. We'll see what yeah. happens. Uh, but I feel like we are going to need to discuss as we go in uh, to Ant-Man. By the way, do you know when you're seeing it? Yeah, I'm going to go for that weekend, either either that Friday or Saturday. I'm going to try for Friday because normally when I go, like at night, it's like perfect, even though I want to try and go earlier because I want to experience a crowd. It's been so long <laughs> since I've had a crowd that was like, you know, like a zoo in the in the theater. <laughs> so I think I am shooting for Friday as well. Um, I got to look at my schedule first, but I think yeah. it'll be Friday evening. And I'm hoping the time lines up so I can get back out to my favorite, you know, uh, place. Uh, because I've been opening on, I've been going in on early on Saturdays, mm -hmm. like at 8 a.m. in the morning. So otherwise I would love a, a morning Saturday to go watch uh ant-man because they have such great breakfast at this place but um okay i'll plan my tickets and we will probably have to do a we'll do a live talking about you know our thoughts all that talking about ant-man's character uh next next friday on facebook if you're available oh and yeah then i think we should probably do a wisdom sesh post ant-man but we'll oh but yeah. I, i'm getting off topic i, I know <laughs> you're trying to get out of here 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I mean, it's it's honestly on theme because you know we were talking about our future projects, and these are future projects, so it's it's honestly a perfect outro. If I'm being there honest, you go. there you go. <laughs> so yeah, guys, stay tuned for that for uh, our live on uh, on Facebook for that, and then our wisdom um, after you know post the movie. So that'll be fun because yeah, I man, I feel is underrated. I it's it's I know uh, it's doing good. I know it's successful, but I don't hear a lot of hype. I, that you know some of the other movies get but it's all good so uh all right guys thank you for listening i really enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for the future with all of our stuff so until the wind hits our sales yet again we'll see you in the next escape take care Another chapter concludes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to help support it by leaving a rating, subscribing, and sharing the podcast with others. That way, more people can see it, whether it's from you or in their suggestion feed. And if you leave a review on the show, you'll get a shout out in our next episode. But due to my podcast being available not just on multiple platforms, but multiple countries, to ensure I see your rating, send me a copy either via email or preferably on Instagram or Facebook social media, my other projects like I Believe in Monsters, my TikTok where I do art videos and other random stuff and more are linked in the show notes below. And also special shout out to Emacs outro song Always Love You. You'll find a link to more of his phenomenal work there also. Until next time my friends stay A-OK. -okay.